You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Buenos dias. Good morning, Metro Region. It's great to be together again. Here we are, May 17th, Sunday morning, and we're back together again online, uh, celebrating, worshiping together, and taking communion together. Uh, I appreciate so much all the work that's being done by the worship team and how this is all coming together. We're getting better and better at this and, you know, exciting things. We have so many people joining us. I want to welcome not only the metro region, but all our friends and family uh, from all over the place, across Los Angeles, across California and around the world. Uh, you know, it's really cool seeing where people are tuning in from. So welcome. It's great to have you with us this morning. This morning, uh, we're going to talk about Metro Vision Studio or Metro Vision or Metro's Vision, however you want to say it. Uh, we're going to talk about vision. We're going to do a little study on vision because I think in the chaos and the, and, and all the stuff that's happening in this world, it's really important that we can be able to see through this as Christians, as disciples. So if, if you're visiting, catch a vision. If you've been here for a while, catch a vision. If you're an old timer, a veteran Christian, then even more important that we all have a vision for what God is doing, even in spite of what happens in the world. That was one of the promises of Acts 2 is that we'll see visions, right? Even the old guys can see visions. Vision. Defined broadly, a visionary is one who can envision the future. For some groups, this can involve the supernatural. The visionary state is achieved via meditation, Drugs, but we don't do drugs. Lucid dreams and daydreams of, or, or even art, even for that matter. That's your standard Wikipedia, uh, uh, definition of vision. But we all know it to be somebody who can see beyond, right? Somebody who can see farther. Uh, visionaries basically set the world. They're the ones that bring about great changes. They're the ones that write what's wrong because they can look at a bad situation and see how it can be good how it could be made right. You know, visionaries also are the ones that push our technology and our life forward. You know, so many of the visionaries are the ones who've changed the way we live our lives and the way we do things. I mean, somebody, you know, had an LP and decided, you know, I bet we could do upgrade this and went to a disc and then we went to cassette. And actually I realized right now I'm skipping eight tracks, but then we went to, uh, to, uh, what were those little things called? I can't remember what they were called now. The, the, but somebody saw all this and had a vision for that, you know, and then actually, then somebody had a vision for that and went beyond that. And now we downstream. We don't even bother buying any music, right? Somebody saw that computer and had a vision for that computer. And, and things come around when people see things and they can see and imagine something better, something better than what we're in right now. And really, this is at the very heart of God. God sees things that are not and calls them as what they will be. You know, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. When he was talking to us, he knew exactly who we are, right? God is the ultimate visionary. So what is your vision for the church? What is your vision for your region? What is your vision? Come on. For your ministry, what do you see happening? What do you imagine? What do you think about? What do you pray about? It's incredibly important 
that we have a vision. A visionary's ability is a person who has the ability to see problems and see beyond those, right? Where others only see problems, they can see solutions. You get a group of people together, you're going to have a lot of problems. Yet God could get a group of people together to change the world. And obviously, it's not because he's ignorant of the problems. A visionary can see what others cannot see, can see doorways, can see opportunities, can see what can happen. I mean, so much is changing, even how we do church as we are now. I mean, we're now online. We have, we have 400, about 400 people in our region. And yet we're about to break a thousand. We're about to reach a thousand subscribers. I know we haven't had a thousand people at church in a very long time, if ever at all. And yet that's who is watching, who's tuning in probably this morning. Uh, you know, the, I love, I love a lot of the studies on leadership. A lot of you know, I got, I was working on my doctorate in leadership and there's so much to learn there about, about visionaries. Uh, one of the definitions of uh, the ability to visualize and articulate possible future state of an organization or a company has always been a vital component of successful leadership, right? You've got to have vision. You got to be able to see your values and mission, but vision is key to that, achieving that, achieving our mission. We have the great mission, the great commission. Leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality. And all of us have to do that at different levels. You know, we generally think of visionary, you know, like the people I just showed, people who change the world. But all of us we have to have a vision for our own lives, for our families, for our ministries, for wherever God puts us and whatever situation he put us in. Um, somebody once said, a man without a vision is a man without a future. A man without a future will always return to his past. You know, we, 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 we've got to know where we're going. We've got to have a good idea. I'm so excited because, you know, Michelle and I have a great vision for, for the metro region. We, we're excited where we love being here. People ask us all the time, how do you feel about moving to LA? And how do you feel about, you know, what you're doing now? And I always tell them, I love it. I love what we're doing. I love the ministry we're in. I love the people that we serve. I love the part of the world that I'm in now. Why? Because I have a great vision. I have an exciting vision that really compels me forward. You know, uh, Helen Keller is one of the best quotes. The only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. You don't want to be somebody without a vision. And I know that some of us are, you know, we get that better than others. Some of us are good at vision and visioneering and, vi and having a vision. Some of us, it's harder. We, we, we are more the half empty cup people. We see more of the problems, but, and that's good too, because somebody's got to be aware of the problems and somebody's got to know what the challenges and what the cost of things are and what, what, what it's going to take to achieve a goal. But all of us need to have at least some vision as do all of us need to be able to count the costs and understand the details of something. But we all need to have some vision. Uh, we're limited not by our ability, but by our vision. That was another uh, great quote. And uh, one of my favorite from the Harvard Business Review, companies that enjoy enduring success have a core purpose and core values that remain fixed while their strategies and practices endlessly adapt to a changing world. You know, we we are in a changing world right now. All of a sudden, I mean, not my wildest dreams that I ever think I'd be a televangelist. And basically, that's what I am now, is a televangelist. And you know what? 
It's intense. It's awesome. We're reaching people that we never would have reached. We're sharing the gospel in places. I get, I get notes from everywhere from Spain to Buenos Aires to the Caribbean to, to all over the place of people who are listening. We, we were talking in leaders meetings, making sure that people who are visiting our website, people who are listening in are getting connected. So we had to help, we had to talk about helping somebody get connected in London, somebody get connected in Arizona, as well as all across Los Angeles. So incredible things are happening as we adapt. And yet at the same time, what are we doing? We're getting stronger in our core values. We're getting stronger in our walk with God. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. And, you know, this is a great scripture. I think it says it a little bit different in the NIV, but but in the, in the, in the original Hebrew, what it basically says is that without a vision, the people wander. There's no guiding wall. There's no guiding principle. That's why sometimes it says they, they get lost. Sometimes it says they cast off restraint. Sometimes it even says they perish, meaning that there's, they just go out of control. And, and, and I think it's, it's, it's a way that a lot of people live life, just taking it one day at a time, but they don't have any vision for where they're going. And you know the old saying, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. You know, we want to be people who who have, we, we know where we're going. We know what we're heading for. And, and, and we have a clear vision because absolutely God wants us to have a vision, his vision, but also our vision for our lives according to his promises. In Luke chapter eight, he said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, has excuse me, has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables so that through those seeing, they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. You know, that scripture baffled me for many years and I've wrestled a lot with that, but I, I think I've got it now. I think I understand what he's saying is that, that God is trying to communicate a vision to us who are trying to live by faith, who are trying to be righteous, who are trying to please the Lord, a very clear path for our lives for the lives of the people we love, for the church, and where we're going with all this. Other people are not going to get it. And that's okay. They don't need to all get it. They need to come, and then we show them Jesus, and then they plug into the vision. But these parables and the things that Jesus said that are a mystery to somebody who's not trying to please the Lord, who's not trying to do right, is who's not trying to you know stay away from sin, it just doesn't make any sense to them. But to us... And it's really important that we, that we are seeing and seeing, you know, that we hear and we understand. We don't want to be the people that Jesus talked about. He said, even the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown out because why? They're seeing, but not, not, but they're, 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 they're seeing, but not perceiving and they're hearing, but not understanding. We want to be the people who get it. You need to be somebody who gets it. We all do. You know, because what God has in store for us is really great. What he has in store for this church is fantastic. You know, and I know you say, well, look, Robert, we've been through some hard times. We've been through some difficulties and we got off track and this and that. And that. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I know. I understand. Look at the history of God's people. They wandered 40 years in the desert. They went through a lot of difficult times. They, 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 they had their ups and downs. And that's the way, that's just life as a 
godly person, you're going to have your ups and downs, but you can't let go of the vision. And you can't let go of what God is in store for you. That's why Joshua and Caleb got to go to the promised land because they held on to that vision. They held on to what God had in store for them. And that's who we need to be. We need to be the people. So I mean, and maybe a homework assignment might even be just sit down, figure out what do you think God's vision is for you? What do you think God's vision is for your Bible talk, for your ministry, for the church, for the metro region? I know that God's got great things in store and I'm excited about it. I can't wait to see what's unfolding in the years to come. I'm super excited about it. Even though I'm looking around and there's just catastrophes all around us and there's problems all around us and some things are actually getting worse right now. And yet the darker the sky, the brighter the stars shine, right? And I know that this is our time to shine. It's our time to shine forth. Second Corinthians 4.18 says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are, are eternal. We live for the things that are not seen, the things that really matter most. Love, righteousness, holiness, faith. The things you can't just see everywhere that are never going to make sense to others. They'll look, but they won't see. They'll listen, but they won't understand. And if you're visiting with us this morning, ask God, help you to see, help you to understand, and he certainly will. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We know what's right. And this is the great thing. This is what I love about being a Christian. I've been a Christian 37 years, and I know that all of God's promises are true. Because despite the fact that Satan has thrown many obstacles in my path, and there have been times that I've even been duped and fallen and messed up and had to get back up and dust myself off and keep going, the fact that I keep going, God blesses that. And I have a very blessed life. Not problem-free, but very blessed. And God has blessed me incredibly. So how do I get and keep a vision? Well, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but I will say this. Ask and you will receive. You know, Jesus told us, you do not have because you do not ask. Ask. Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Enlighten my eyes or I will sleep the sleep of death. Psalm 13.3. Don't be a sleeper. Don't be asleep. Wake up. See what God is doing. See the hand of God. When things, even when things seem like they're really messed up, Ask God, God, help me to see your hand. Help me to see what you're doing in this. Not because I think God necessarily is doing the bad, but even in a bad situation, I know that God is working in it to do good. And and keep in mind, the ruler of this world is who? Satan. And he's always trying to mess everybody up and everything up. And God is always working for our good and for the good of his people. And we have to remember that sometimes we've got to pray and say, God, help me to open my eyes and see this. Help me to get this so that I can hold the faith, that I can maintain my vision, no matter what's happening in this world around me. So open your eyes, have a clear vision, be devoted to the vision. Remember that it's the Lord's vision. Remember that it's what God gave us, right? And, and God is giving us the sight to be able to see things better, to be able to see things improve. And you fight for that. 
I mean, I, this is stupid, but I always think of, I, I think of Nacho Libre and the Lord's Jeeps, you know, and he fought for the Lord's Jeeps, right? Because those were the Lord's Jeeps and he wanted those. You got to fight for your vision. You got to fight for your ministry, your Bible talk, your region. You got to fight for this. This needs to be a region that just shines to the whole city. Why not? I mean, think about, uh, think about the perfect church in our mind, right? Where everybody loves each other. Everybody's serving each other. Everybody's giving to one another. We're there for each other. We all love God. We're helping lots of people become Christians and we're seeing their lives transformed. We're seeing addicts be set free from drugs. We're seeing people with lousy marriages get good marriages. We're seeing families that are divided and broken get healed and united. We're seeing people who are loaded down with hurts and, and wounds and scars from the past be healed and renovated. So, well, that's, a, that's quite a vision. Is that even possible? Absolutely. That not only is possible, that's where God is driving this bus. But we've got to have that vision. And that's how it will happen. I love one of my, one of the quotes, uh, uh, by those visionaries I was showing earlier, Steve Jobs. He said, the people who change the world are the people who are crazy enough to believe they can. That's true. But you know why I believe we can? Because God is great. Not because I think I'm great or because I think we're great. I know what we're loaded down with temptation and sins and problems and weaknesses. We got issues in life. We got all kinds of things happening to us. And yet God is great. And yet God is good. And yet God is all powerful. And I've seen the very same people, including me first on the list, be transformed, be set free, be given a new life, and all kinds of great things happening. And I'm hitting my microphone. Sorry about that, Termal. In 2 Kings 6, verse 17, and Elijah prayed and said, Oh Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw and behold the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha you, you remember the scene it's Elisha and his servant and and the kings after them to kill him and they surround them with soldiers and Elijah says this prayer Lord open his eyes and that's what our prayer needs to be. Those of you who are leading, we should be praying that for those who are following us. Well, maybe first for ourselves to make sure that our eyes are open and we see God's hand and we see how God is moving. There are so many people watching and joining us on Sunday mornings now that a lot more than we had even a month and a half ago or two months ago. God is opening doors to, for people to hear the gospel. Maybe you're hearing it right now for the first time. Maybe, maybe you're kind of inching back towards the Lord to find out, okay, is it safe to go back in the water? The answer is yes. Have a vision. Jump on in. Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Okay. We live for what is unseen, not for what is seen. Ephesians 2, 10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. See, God has a plan. He's, he's got a vision. He's got a plan. All we have to do is cooperate. All we have to do is trust him and watch what God will do. I've seen it again and again and again. I saw it as a college student at San Diego. I saw it as a young single in Mexico City. 
I saw it as a young married in Miami. I saw it as a family in Puerto Rico. I saw it as a church builder in New York. All kinds of families, all kinds of people, all kinds of problems. Not one too big for God. Not one that God couldn't help and transform. I remember this couple that were, we met, we, 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 we were talking to them. They were literally on their way to sign divorce papers. And I asked them, I said, give me two weeks before you sign those papers. And let me just talk to you guys. Well, they didn't sign the divorce papers. Their family was totally changed and they had a happy marriage and things were going great. Because of my wisdom, because of the brothers or sisters wisdom. No, because of God. Because God is great and God has things prepared for us to do so he can make great things happen. So recognize God's vision. Isaiah 55 says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to our God for he will freely pardon. This is the time. Turn yourself in. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, and neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, one of the things that we have to figure out in life is, number one, God is God, and we are not God. Which means he's smarter than us, and he knows how to do it right. And if you just trust him, God will do great things. And if we become a group of people who trust him, and if we are a group of people who continue to trust him, watch out for all that God can do. Passionately drive your vision. Clarify it. Plan with precision. I'm going to, I'm going to zip through some of these. You know, we, we, we've got to keep our eyes focused. Our theme is focus on Jesus, right? Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. He is the ultimate vision for our lives, for what we're doing. And how we're doing it. We need to have a vision for our families, for the church, for our region, for our Bible talk, our ministries. I would say, honestly, even a vision for this world. Our world is in trouble. It's in trouble. Watch the news. Understand this is a result of people not knowing God, of people not being Christians. This is that the people without a godly vision, I would say, being unbridled, perishing, losing their way, being out of control. And it can obviously happen to Christians as well as non-Christians. But this is what happens when you don't have the vision for God. This church right here, most beautiful church I've ever been to. And I've seen a lot of cathedrals. La Sagrada Familia, it's gorgeous inside. It's taking 125 years to build this church. It's not even finished. It was started in I forgot 1910 or something like that. And it's going to be finished in about five years. That kind of determination, the vision for what God can do. It's a bigger vision than my life. I probably will not see all that God is going to do. I won't live that long, but I get to be part of it. I get to be partly a builder. So I'll close out with this scripture in Habakkuk. When's the last time you read a scripture in Habakkuk? And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. God is casting his vision. Grab it. Catch it for your life, 
for your future. Ask help if you don't see it. So I want to close out with a special announcement. Speaking of vision for the world. The ICOC churches, it's a large family of churches around the world, over 700 congregations. We have congregations in places where poverty is extreme, where the COVID-19 virus is wreaking havoc. And we're not talking about people being out of jobs or even having to you know, lose their income. We're talking about people not having the money to live off, to buy food, to feed their children, people in our church that are brothers and sisters. So we're taking up this special collection, uh, and I've already announced it. We're going to start uh, this this week. All the monies that will be given will go to just be distributed in churches in need around the world. So go to, I, I want to encourage you to go to the metrolaregion.net, and you can give right there. You click either the button give on the top or the heart button down below, which will take you to this page where, uh, and if you have already partnered it'll ask you your password, your four letter password, but it'll take you then to this page where you can choose special missions. And from May 17th to May 23rd, everything that's given will go to help brothers and sisters around the world in the international churches of Christ. So I want to thank you. I know some of us have been asking about when can we do that. Those of you that already give with CCB, it's the same thing, basically the same thing. So thank you so much. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. All the brothers and sisters around the world, let's be praying for our vision, praying for the help that we want to give to the brothers and sisters around the world, praying for our vision for the church around the world. We want to be like the church in the Bible that said there were no needy among them. We take care of our people. We take care of our family, as the Bible says in Galatians 6, especially those who belong to the family. So God bless you. Have a great day. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com 